Let's get you up to date on Forge FC. This is Focus on Forge with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans, Anthony Urcioli with you. It is Focus on Forge. I am your digital host, wherever and however you may be watching and or listening. It is playoff week. We've been waiting a long time. It's finally here. Those games mattered, but these ones matter a little bit more. Because Forge, Cavalry, you could not have asked for a better semifinal. I mean, when we're talking about a two-leg semifinal, which two clubs do you want to see play each other back-to-back in a home-and-home It's probably Forge and Calvary. Even the neutral supporter would probably agree with that. This has been the year of the low block, a very defensive style of play that the majority of the league uses. Forge, Calvary are the two exceptions to clubs that focus on the attack, on the front foot, on speed, on tempo, um, on physicality when it's needed. And it will likely be needed because you are going to have to earn every blade of turf in this match, which begins in Calgary, right? The first half of this home-and-home goes Saturday in Calgary, kickoff time scheduled for 4 o'clock Eastern time. And then the following Sunday, we come to Hamilton. Tickets available now, forgefc.ca slash tickets, Uh, some Forge playoff action. That you can see live at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. It happens next Sunday, October 23rd. So we're going to tee up this series. We're not going to get too in-depth. Um, we still have a, a match day preview to bring you. And that will get a little more into the weeds on what Forge have to do to come out on top and uh, secure three points against Calgary. But for now, we're going to take a more holistic approach here. We're going to check in with the club, see how they're feeling right during training this week. Um, also, Oliver Platt is going to join us from One Soccer, and we're going to tee up the the series between Forge and Calvary. I mean, I call it a series. It's, it's very North American of me. Uh, but the, the two-leg semifinal between Forge and Calvary, um, Ollie's going to help us out. And I know this is focus on Forge, but uh, we're all Canadian soccer fans, right? So we're also going to take a look at the other series, Ottawa Pacific, which should be interesting. Now, if you're a Forge fan, and I'm assuming the majority of you watching and or listening are, you are probably going to want to cheer for Pacific in that series. Hold your nose and cheer for Pacific because if Pacific comes out of that series and Forge comes out of their two-leg semifinal against Calvary, Forge would host the one-game championship match, a rematch of last year's final at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. This time... We're not going to have any freezing rain slash snow because it's not going to be a December match. It's going to be an October match. And regardless of the weather conditions, we do know that Forge will not be traveling far. Um, They had that midweek CONCACAF match last year, right before their final. It was terrible scheduling, but that's besides the point. Um, We're getting ahead of ourselves. I do that a lot, but we're, we're allowed. We're allowed. The club, they have to stay focused on the next match. We have... We're afforded the luxury of being able to look ahead, um, and so we're, we're going to do that. But So we'll talk to Oliver Platt shortly. Before we do that, though, let's gauge the temperature at Tim Hortons Field. The club training this week, preparing for Cavalry, and um, I caught up with head coach 
technical director, Bobby Smirniotis. Also spoke with uh, winger David Chouanier and striker Wubens Pasillas. So we're going to hear from all three. Let's start with Bobby. His thoughts this week as they head into their first, the uh, first leg of their two-leg semifinal against Calvary out west. Uh, does it feel like playoff week here? Yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting. You know, you think back and we're sitting here in uh, in mid-October and last year you're playing playoffs uh, in December. Uh, so you kind of feel like it's a little bit early, but uh, of course uh, we're prepared for it. This is what you start the season for. This is the the way to a championship in the in the CPL and we're looking forward to it. Um, all the big moments this club has been through over the years, CONCACAF, Canadian Championship. I know you're confident in your guys to step up in the big moments. Um, are you equally as confident in some of the younger players who might be getting their first taste of pro playoffs? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, they've lived through the pressure of the season. You know, every week, uh, you know, your job out here as a player of, of, uh, of Forge is, uh, is to compete at the highest level. Uh, and, and try and win as many matches as possible. And I think that's what helps in the long run with these games. We've also had a couple of big games and big moments this year um, with his squad and playing in the Canadian Championship Final with, uh, with Toronto FC, playing in Champions League against Cruz Azul. So the players have, uh, have faced uh, some of the best in, uh, in the region. So I think that prepares them for what comes in the playoffs. Um, I mean, you've seen Calvary so many times now. Do you see each club maybe putting in some extra wrinkles to throw the other off, or do you pretty much know each other pretty well by this point? Yeah, I think for the most part we, we know each other. We know Cavalry will be a, a team that's uh, that's going to be tough uh, to play against in the playoffs. You know, they're going to make the game uh, quite physical uh, when they need to. It's something that they've shown through the season. And, uh, you know, when it comes to the do-or-die moments, especially at their home field, I think that'll be something that uh, that they bring to the game. You know, we've had a lot of success playing at, uh, at Spruce Meadows, and I think we need to be able to continue that and look at, you know, the past success and just make sure we're our best version of ourselves on that day. It really is remarkable when you think of all of the big games games um these players coaches have been through and these next two you know Pasillas is a guy that has been Schwanier especially because he's been with Forge a little longer he's seen a little more um you know he was there for the title in the first year here's David Schwanier um and his thoughts heading into Calgary this weekend I think we go there pretty confident we know we know ourselves. we've been in tough and situation before and but we know also we need to show up on the on the game day. I think it, all that matters. Nothing else matters outside. It's the 90 plus minute that we're gonna we're gonna have to go full on. Uh, you know, this kind of was the year of the low block with a lot of teams playing that defensive system. Forge Calvary though sticking to to their roots and more aggressive, more offensive front foot. Do you feel like this is kind of the ideal matchup for even the neutral supporter, where we should get an entertaining kind of back and forth fight? I mean, I think if we look at the four games we played this year, this year against them, it, it was four good games, entertaining games, goals from both sides, and tough matchup. I think uh, it's gonna be this gonna be a good matchup. I think we're excited. We're excited to to entertain the league, to entertain ourselves, and have a good game. And last but not least, the Forge player nominated, by the way, for best. 21 and under player in the CPL this season, Wubens Pasias. Um, I caught up with him, and full disclosure, the news of Pasias' nomination came out um, very soon after I had a chat with him. So while I didn't ask him about his um, award, we will definitely get that opportunity in the near future. He, and I believe anyway, he would is a little more focused on this match with Cavalry. Here's Wubens. We finished uh, the season last week with a good uh, result. 
now we are all focused for the, the playoffs, uh, especially against Cavalry. We know that it's going to be two big games, so of course we are all uh, ready for that big matchup. Having the two matches, the the aggregate, the home and away, does it change anything? Any kind of you know strategically? Do you play the first game differently than than the second? No, I think uh, for both game one, I have the result, especially that the away goals doesn't count, and we don't have uh, overtime, so it's uh, straight two PKs. Uh, we want to finish the game at 90 minutes with the three points uh, for both games. So no, I think we're gonna approach the game the same way. Uh, this has been the year of the, the low block with a lot of teams playing very defensively. Forge, Cavalry are the exceptions. Um, are you expecting more offense? Do you think even for the neutral supporters that this should be an entertaining battle? Yeah, uh, I think uh, for us uh, and Cavalry, uh, we, we want to play forward, we want to score goals. So no, I don't think it's going to be like a multiple game this year when uh, a team was sitting back and waiting for us to, to attack. I think it's going to be entertaining for the fans and for the players also. All right. I mean, this sounds like a club that's ready. Again, we'll get a little more in-depth and preview this match in Calvary. Um, we'll get into the weeds a little bit more in the match day preview, which we'll be dropping shortly. Make sure you subscribe to the Forge Audio Network, whether it be via podcast on YouTube um, or whether you get all of your Forge content on social media or maybe all of it. Just subscribe to all of it. Turn on your notifications. Um, and you'll get the full Forge experience. We have a match day preview coming out, as well as three keys to the match, and we'll delve into what Forge need to do to secure. Um, I think earlier I said three points. That's not completely accurate. They're not going for three points here. They're looking for to, to put themselves in the best possible position heading home in the next match. Even a draw, a draw here for Forge in this first one. Uh, would And the away goals don't matter anymore. So as long as, I would say a win would be fantastic, obviously. A draw, perfectly manageable. Now you just have to win your match at home um, in the second leg. Teeing up this series between Forge and Calvary and also Ottawa and Pacific with our final four set. Oliver Platt, who is an analyst with One Soccer, joins us. So, Ollie, we have these uh, two semifinal matches in the CPL. And just looking at who the final four teams are, I think we got an ideal setup here with the semifinals with Ottawa Pacific, Forge, Calvary. It just it seems like a great way to, to lead us into the final with, with those four clubs and the exact matchups that we got. Yeah, I think so. I, I think like Ottawa and Pacific will, will be a great matchup, but I think the one... I certainly was hoping for over two legs and a lot of people were, were hoping for, I think was to get forging cavalry. Um, you know, obviously like, like you said, there's so much parity in the top four that I don't think you could really go wrong with, with any of the matchups, but that one just with the, the rivalry that's there, the history that's there with it. Uh, I'm really excited to see those two teams play and to get to see it home and away in, in Calgary and in Hamilton is going to be pretty special. So yeah, it was, was pleased to see how it panned out on the last weekend. And you know, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, we, we've, we're the sports rivalries out there and we grew up with a lot of them in, you know, spanning all kinds of different sports. This one's unique to the fact that, and, you know, I've, I've at least forged home matches. I've seen so many from field level and, and the Calvary Forge matchup feels different. It, it feels yeah. a little, it's more intense. It's the coaches are more engaged. The, the bench is more engaged. They just, these teams really want to beat each other. And for that hatred on the field, 
the fact that these two teams also respect each other so much, I think that's where it's unique to some of these other, other rivalries is that the coaches respect each other. You know, it's a small league. The players respect each other. It just adds an interesting element to this rivalry. Yeah, for sure. And and I think you can only really build that through big matches, right? And and playing in them consistently. Like I, I know people look at kind of local rivalries and, you know, teams that are in close proximity to each other and kind of think that natural rivalries would develop there. And, and of course they do, but I don't think there's really anything better than two teams who have been competing head to head for titles over a period of time, even if it's just one year, like it was in the first season, it, it really develops pretty quickly. So th- those are the games for me in, in any league in football that always have had the most intensity and, and, and the most about them is, is when you've got two teams over a sustained period of time that are successful, that are winning you know, both like to attack, play in, in, in different ways, but have a very, both have very positive styles, I think, um, and just want to go toe-to-toe. You know, I, know, I know we'll probably get a more cagey version of the matchup because it is the playoffs and, and there's so much on the line. But yeah, I just think the way these two teams have played quite a number of games now over, over a period of few, a few years, they've almost all been extremely close games uh, with not a lot in them. Uh, and quite often they've been for for real meaningful points or playoff games or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. It, it just builds an intensity that I think is is probably unique to this matchup, I think, compared to any other in the league. Yeah, and it's also interesting that the teams don't really acknowledge it as a rivalry, which <laughs> it's, we always kind of give this like, look like, okay, you guys aren't rivals, but we, I mean, we, we obviously know. Why do you think it's played down so much by the actual participants in this rivalry? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I, it became a bit of a running joke. Like I remember a, a season or two ago, they, they were both saying, you know, we don't see it as different to any other game. And, and it's clear they do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly don't know the answer to your question. Like, I guess it's just a case of kind of not wanting to build it up for the players too much and have that kind of, uh, I don't right. know whether it's pressure or tension or anything that inhibits their performance and, and prevents them from just playing naturally. But there's no question that when these two teams meet, and particularly in, in playoff games like these, it's, it's a totally different thing to you know, an ordinary matchup in, in the regular season between two two other teams in the league. It's also interesting when you have, and you mentioned both clubs have that kind of front foot attacking style. And this has been kind of the year of the low block with a lot of clubs playing, um, sitting yeah. back and defending. So even for, you know, just for soccer fans, for the neutral supporter, the Calvary Forge matchup, it's it's unique in the fact that it's just going to look a little different than some of the other matchups. It's almost inherently more intense, just the way the two clubs like to push and play that up-tempo style. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see because I, I think you're right for sure that they do, they both do have positive styles and there's quite often goals in these games during the regular season. And I'll be interested to see if that actually changes during the playoffs or not um, mm. because I, I think it did in the first year, um, obviously two two one nil results in, in either leg. So... You know, I, I think when we get to this stage of the season, there can be a bit more caution. I, I, I do think a lot of the times when you look at the way the playoffs have gone in past seasons in this league, it's, you know, mistakes decide games, set pieces decide games, individual moments of magic often decide them. And, and, and they're really, really uh, fine margins, which I do think encourages the team sometimes to be more cautious than they normally are. Um, so we'll see if that's the case, right? If there's a bit more hesitancy from either side or both sides going into these matchups, or if they really do just want to go toe to toe and give us, you know, what would be an, an extremely exciting playoff series if they go that way. 
and you know Bobby Smirniotis in matches like this, he always says, you know, throw-ins are the most important part of the game. It's the details because, yeah. you know, the, the margins are so narrow when these two clubs play. I think only what once it's been, you know, there was a two-nil result, and I think the rest have been one-goal matches. Yeah. And this season, they've all been two-one. So, mm. yeah, the, the margins are so thin that it it might just come down to one mistake uh, that could cost you, you know, your your postseason spot. This two-leg format, uh, it is great, right? I mean, especially for the, the semifinal. Are you in favor of this kind of format? Yeah, I actually like it for the semifinal and keeping the final one leg. Like, I yeah. I, I just think from like a, from a league's perspective, I think having that one-game final is a great thing to be able to sell to, you know, casual fans to the rest of the country, people who might not normally watch, just to be able to say this is our final you know, it's one game. I, I'm not really a big CFL guy, but I'll watch the Grey Cup, right? Normally, right. And, and I think it, it can be that kind of event for the league. So um, I, I like that. But then, yeah, I, I agree. Giving it two legs over the semifinal gets you in both stadiums, gets both fan bases a chance to watch their, their teams in a playoff game. Um, creates just, I think, a bit more drama and, 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 pr and prolongs the drama over a bit of a longer period. So um, it was certainly good in, in, in the first season. Like I said, when we saw these two teams meet over 180 minutes, we had... Goals, penalties, red cards, all sorts, right? So hopefully we get a, a repeat this time. Uh, you know, is there an and I know, I guess in a theoretically, there's an advantage to hosting the second of, of the two leg. Is it really much of an advantage? I mean, I guess it all depends what's hap what happens in that first match, and I guess it's nice playing at home, knowing what you need to do in order to win. But I mean, is there basis in, in this that there is an advantage to playing that second match at home? Um, I, I think it depends on the circumstances. I think there can be. Uh, in this particular tie, like I would look at it, I, I do think it puts a bit of pressure on Cavalry to to win the first leg, right? Because it's hard to see them coming from behind at Tim Hortons Field if they're already at a disadvantage or even if they're you know, still level. Um, I think they've got a really tough, tough task in front of them then to go and, and win in Hamilton and win the tie. So... In this particular tie, I would say maybe it does put a bit of emphasis on Cavalry. Firstly, just playing well in the first leg, but also maybe being a bit more attack-minded and taking a bit more risk, which could be something that works in, in Forge's favor. Um, but then I, I look at the other the other matchup, and I think Pacific playing at home at, at first kind of suits them because you know they're a team with real momentum right now. They get to go and play their first ever playoff game in front of their own fans. And they can right. just attack that game and, and potentially come out with an, an advantage that they can go and protect in Ottawa, right? So hmm. it can go both ways. But I, I think in this particular matchup, Forge will, will probably be happy to be playing second at home. But you referred to the semifinal as a tie. I refer to it as a series, which I think speaks to the <laughs> North American <laughs> hardwired part of me there. Um, but, you know, the other matchup. So we'll be talking about Pacific and Ottawa. Ottawa, great story this season. Hmm. Still, though, Ottawa doesn't quite get the same level of respect for, for a club that finished first. I don't know that they're widely viewed as the top team. Is it the style? Is it maybe that the roster doesn't quite have, you know, the, the, the star power of some of these other clubs? What, what is it? Um, probably a bit of both, I think, although I don't, I don't know that I'd necessarily agree about the roster anymore. I think the more the season has gone on, like... Blue Tabler's really emerged as, as as a special player in this league. I think there's players who are underrated, like Carl Howarth has been a really good player for, for years and years for the Fury, and um, it, now for Athletic Ottawa as well. I think he's a player who you know is is right up there in terms of wide players in the league and doesn't really get talked about in that way. So um, 
probably probably a bit of both but the the style i think you know is is probably where people have questions that they they tend to be a team that doesn't have as much of the ball or is comfortable not having the ball absorbing pressure kind of playing teams on the break a little bit more don't necessarily impose themselves on games um as much as as forge and cavalry and pacific at their best can do so that that's part of it as well but um, I do think that style could could actually be quite suited to playoff football. Like we, we've seen with Atletico, where they've gone everywhere in the league and, and got a result, right? In terms of the, mm-hmm. the playoff teams they're going to be facing. So um, I, I actually think they're quite well suited, but maybe it's also just kind of the newness, right? They're, they they haven't been in the playoffs before. People don't know fully what to expect. Do people believe that a team can go from last place last season to champions this season? Uh, maybe they still got just got a bit of convincing to do with people, but I, I think they're a genuine threat. And I mean, the fans are excited. I, I think, yeah. you know, the, the, the Ottawa season is good for the league as a whole because you're in a new, new-ish market and, you know, the, the fans are getting on board with their club. And from what I hear, ticket sales are going really, really well for that home match, um, the home leg against Pacific. So I, I think it's probably just a good story for the league overall. The one club I can't figure out is Pacific. And part of it is because they've gone through so many changes this season with that roster. What is Pacific? Because even stylistically, I'm not even sure I can really pick up on what they are, what their identity is. Yeah, sometimes I think this is overly simplistic, but I'm not sure it is in this case with Pacific. Like, I think there's two different teams. There's the team with Aparicio and without Aparicio, who for me is is the best player in the league right now. Um, And he's someone who... Firstly, he's a quality player in his own right. I think we've seen that, you know, both while he was at York and now at Pacific as well. But he's also someone who just kind of sets the rhythm for for the whole team, right? Like, I think Pacific at their best, they're pressing you, they're getting in your face, they're creating turnovers high up the field and then attacking very quickly off those turnovers. And Aparicio is, is maybe the best midfielder in the league in terms of creating those types of situations. He's got so much energy. Um, just endless running and running um, and then the quality to use the ball when he gets it as well and, and score and create goals so you could kind of see as he's come back into the team in, in these last few weeks of the season the, the different dynamic in the team because of of his presence in midfields um, so that I, I, that team I think with him there and, and obviously he's healthy and, and out of suspension trouble now that team I think is, is a real force um, mm. you know with, without him they really struggled and that probably speaks to you know, the amount of departures they've had to deal with this season. They've, they've not got the same depth, I don't think, as they did last year. But on their day with him in the team, with Bustos going, um, Josh Hurd is, is another really good player as well. Pretty solid backline. I, I think they can go toe-to-toe with anyone when they're at their best. Yes, and if Pacific makes it through and Forge make it through, we can have... Uh... Forge can get some revenge for what happened last season at Tim Hortons Field, but we're still a long way ways toward that. Oliver Platt, as always, thanks so much and, and enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Anthony. You too. All right, that was Ollie, and I'm Anthony Urchilli. That This has been Focus on Forge. As I mentioned earlier, make sure you subscribe, stay tuned. A lot of content dropping this week, including the match day preview, where we'll get a little deeper into that first leg of the two-leg semifinal between Forge and Cavalry. All right, we will talk to you soon. Enjoy the match, and don't forget, we'll see you at Tim Hortons Field Next weekend, secure your playoff tickets now because you know they're going to move. Semi-final action at timhortonsfield4hfc.ca slash tickets. We will talk to you very soon. Anthony Urgioli and Focus on Forge. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
Audio Network.